This is Stacey Johnson. Today's podcast is a replay of a popular show we did a few months back. So if you didn't hear it the first time or you want to hear it again, now's your chance. Thanks for listening to Money Talks News, the podcast. Hey guys, and welcome to Money Talks News, the podcast. This episode, we're talking about turbocharging your retirement savings. So let's start with a question. Do you have enough in your retirement account? According to a recent report from Vanguard, the average American has around $140,000 saved for retirement. For those 65 and older, that average balance is about twice that, $280,000. Sounds like a lot, right? But for many people, even with Social Security, it ain't going to be enough. So let's see if we can fix it. Let's talk about how to create a plan to beef up those retirement savings. I'm Stacy Johnson. As usual, my co-host will be financial journalist Miranda Marquette. Hello, Miranda. Hello. Listening in and sometimes contributing is our producer and novice investor, Aaron Freeman. Hey, Aaron. Wait, what's retirement savings? What is exactly. that again? <laughs> yeah, I said super novice investor is what I should have said. Okay. And this week, we have a special guest, my personal hero and a legend in the personal finance world, Joe Saul Sehi from Stacking Benjamins. Hello, Joe. Stop. Keep going. Stop. Keep going, <laughs> Stacy. Stop. Keep going. <laughs> you are a giant in the personal finance world, and we're well, so you. happy to have you. Okay, folks, before we start, remember, we are not offering personal money advice. How could we? We don't know you. So before acting on anything you hear here, you hear today, do your own research, consult your own experts, and be responsible for your own money. We're ready to dive in, except for, for those of you who are watching us on uh, YouTube, you might notice I'm a big black square today. That's because my camera crapped out just before we went on the air. So it, it, is, not your, it is not your camera that's a problem. It's mine. So, so that I'm allowed now. I'm actually topless, you guys. You can't tell that. And I'm smoking <laughs> cigarettes and I'm, I'm drinking shots of, of um, what's that stuff called? Uh, it's not cinema? us. It's you. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm going to misbehave, but you won't know. But let, let's go ahead and dive in. Let's talk. Let's talk about how t- we can turbocharge our retirement savings. Miranda, would you lead us off? Because I know that you sound turbocharged today. <laughs> Well, I mean, one of the things that's most interesting to me as we talk about retirement savings is the Employee Benefit Research Institute uh, every year does a does kind of a summary a report on the state of retirement savings and how people feel about retirement confidence. And it's found that seven in 10 workers are confident they will have enough for retirement. But then you look at the average savings that you know, that that Vanguard says that, you know, the average is about $140,000 for those 65 and older. That average balance is about $280,000. And so it feels like there's something of a disconnect here where people feel like they're confident about retirement, but maybe that confidence is misplaced. And so I kind of wanted to talk to Joe about that a little bit. So, so Joe, like, do you see a kind of disconnect here between people's actual habits and what they think the future is going to look like. I think one thing many of us do really, really well is we are phenomenally confident in this country while we do nothing. (laughs) (laughs) We go down the wrong way. I am very confident and I will end up being nowhere. But, but, but seriously, it's not, and even for money nerds, you know, my, but the things that frustrated me when I was a financial planner and I haven't been one for a long time, but were these broke professors, people that knew everything and did nothing with it, right? They, they, they know all the rules. They know all the right things to do. Like I saw people that had the, the wrong investments, had the wrong approach, and were 85 to 90% there just because they had a bias toward actually doing something. So not what you know, it's about what you do. You know what they say too, Joe, is uh, those who can do and those who can't podcast. 
Exactly. Yes. I mean, but I like to think that all of us do have more than a hundred and and forty thousand dollars in our retirement accounts, right? We we all do, right? I have a hundred forty yeah, right? million dollars in my retirement account. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, no one can check. You can say anything you want. He has a hundred and forty million dollars and a ski mask. That's his. You know what? Uh, retirement plan. My wife and I spent four dollars on uh, two Powerball tickets last night. Nice. So, but we didn't win. So now I actually have to save for retirement. It's that that is bad. If your financial planner comes to the table after doing all their analysis and research with a couple Powerball tickets, Daisy, and this is the key to your retirement, <laughs> might this be. This is your only hope. <laughs> your, <laughs> might be and your side. odds, I'm telling you right now, are not good. No. Well, and that's the thing too, right? Uh, going back to what Joe is saying, right, about maybe we know what we should be doing, but we're not. And one of the things that this EBRI report says is that 60% of workers say that saving and investing for retirement is a major long-term goal, but only 30% of workers have developed a retirement income strategy. So people know it's important, but going back to what Joe says, eh, maybe they're not doing it. It's hard to get motivated to do it, I guess. Or maybe people just don't know where to start. So how this is, well, this is the reason why yeah. Miranda, number one on my list was to automate stuff. Don't trust yes. yourself to do something. Don't you tr just automate? I mean, this sounds like the dumbest advice ever, but it is the one thing that you can fix right now. Set up an automatic savings plan, set it for a little more than you think you can do. Cause I'll tell you what, when I was a financial planner, I would say, oh, let's do it for $25 more. And they go, oh, what if I need that money? And I'd say, well, guess what? We can lower it at any time. You know how many times people called me to lower it? Never, never. never. Once you set it up, we are lazy. We are so lazy. So set it up, automated, and don't trust yourself to make the move. And it it happens automatically. That yeah, was that's, number three on my list. I, right. I've got eleven. <laughs> I've got eleven things here. Now I've got ten. Right, okay. but no, <laughs> I think welcome. that's a really good point because, and it's great. The earlier you start, and honestly, I did that with my son recently uh, because I had I had started a Roth you IRA for him. him. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But I helped him open an account uh, on his own uh, because I did set up an uh, it, I did set up a custodial Roth IRA for him uh, when he was younger. But now that he's older, he's twenty. All of the things, making his own money, uh, he's putting his own money into things into investments. And so I helped him. I said, "Let's set this up." And he's like, "Well, I don't have a lot of money for my paycheck. I'm going to school. I'm working part time. There's not a lot of money there." I said, "But let's just go ahead." And we went through his budget and and he's like, "I can do $5 a week." And I kind of did what you did, Joe. I said, "What if we did 10?" And so <laughs> so he has been. He's been doing it and he came to me the other day and he was just like, "Hey, I just checked out my Roth IRA. It's grown faster than I expected. Even in this even in this crazy market, it's still grown faster than he expected. He said, I didn't miss the money. I'm ready. I'm ready to up it to $15 a week. And so cool. he's upped it a little bit more. And he, like I said, he's got more than that. I started saving for him in uh, in a custodial Roth when he was like seven. So he's got Sweet. that chunk. Yeah. So he's got that chunk there, but now he's doing it himself, which I think is also an important part. So that automation piece, I think, is just pure gold, pure gold. Okay. But we, we've beaten that dead horse. Okay. So Have let's, we though? <laughs> <laughs> let's talk. I mean, you know, a lot of people who are listening to this podcast are probably like Joe there on the cusp of retirement. So, so they really... <laughs> 
Now, in case for for those of you who didn't notice that, that was me insulting Joe. Um, but, but, on, but you're on the cusp of retirement, Joe. I've got one foot in the grave and the other one on a banana peel. Okay. So, but let's talk about some specifics. Okay, for those folks out there. First of all, catch up provisions. For retirement mm-hmm. accounts. If you're if you're not in a retirement account, obviously you're an idiot getting a retirement account. If you are in one, put as much as you possibly can in, especially if you're getting up there in years. Um when you, and you have to be over fifty to, to do the catch up provisions. Um anybody have the numbers? I've got Yes. There there Go are ahead. some new ones. I'm trying to see if there are new ones for twenty twenty three. There are I've got the twenty twenty three. It's uh the catch up yes. numbers so, now seventy five hundred, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah. I was gonna say I yeah, think the catch up seventy five hundred oh. and the Maximum contribution is twenty two five. Yeah, so so that's really good. So if you have enough that you can put, you know, twenty two twenty two thousand five hundred into a four hundred one k, then you can make that co- catch up contribution of an extra seventy five hundred if you're fifty or above. So that really does help um, catch you up really quick. Uh, the, the IRA also has. Um, a catch up contribution. Now, I've only got a thousand for that, and and I, yeah, I don't know if it's higher changed. in twenty. It, same in twenty twenty three. It's a yes. thousand this year, but it's still better than nothing. So, yeah, yeah. but yeah. So in uh, so with the with your with your catch up contribution for the IRA for the IRA. So if you wanted to, I think it's still. I want to say it is still going to be. Are you looking it's at, still one thousand. Right yep. Yeah, I'm Is looking it? up right now. So it's still okay. one thousand. So you can still uh, do a catch up contribution of an extra thousand dollars. So if you can't quite get that extra in for your four hundred one k, you do have that option to do an extra for your IRA. I mean, if and if you have both, I mean, go ahead and do both. My goodness. And, you know, I, actually, this is something that I'll say before you do, Miranda, and that is the HSA too oh, is another yes. way to save for retirement, right? Uh, and they have catch up contributions as well. Right? Yes. Right? Yeah. I think so. Yes. You have to be 55 to do the catch up contribution for the uh, for the HSA. Uh, and but it is great because you can build that up and use that for your health care expenses during retirement. That's what I'm doing with mine. Actually, I was looking uh, in preparation for this. About a third of my retirement account is actually in my HSA, my retirement oh, savings. Oh, sweet. Like about a third. That's I've fantastic. Been, yeah. Because I've been putting money in my HSA for, gosh, like almost 10 years now. It's been almost a decade. And so I've just been consistently maxing that out and investing it because you can invest your HSA money and investing it. So I was looking and I was like, wow, my HSA accounts for about a third of my retirement savings right now. That's amazing. And that is amazing. How long have you been putting money in it forever? Uh, almost 10 years, I think, is, wow. is when I was looking back. So so it's it's a really great way to be able to set aside money as long as you're using it for healthcare expenses it'll never be taxed and so I am using that as you know my my account for healthcare in retirement because I know yeah. healthcare is going to be expensive. Well, I, I have an HSO which I can't contribute to anymore because I'm on Medicare, right. Uh, right. but I could <laughs> I could pay my Medicare premiums with my HSA if I wanted to. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have not done that. But oh, by the way, though, Miranda, and remind people, how, what, what is an HSA? Where do you, how do you get one? Yeah, so it's a health savings account. In order to qualify, you do need to have a high deductible health plan. And it's really what counts as a high deductible health plan. It's not so bad. It's pretty what, easy what now. Is it? What is it? Do you remember? I'm not so, trying to put you on the spot. Is it $6,000? Uh, I can't less, remember now. No, less than that. Le- is uh, it? Yeah, so you're a high, de- so a high, de- a high deductible health plan plan 
is one where uh, the IRS says that it's a de- deductible of at least fourteen hundred for an in- individual or twenty eight hundred for a oh, family. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yes. So, so it's pretty. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not. I mean, you know, not yeah. too bad. No. And, yeah. 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 I assume you've got one, Joe. Uh, uh, in HSA, in yeah. fact, I don't because I'm eligible what? for, I'm, well, I'm eligible for a fantastic, my wife works in healthcare. And so I'm eligible for a fantastic, uh, plan, which by the way, is also a point we, we had a listener bring this to us, Stacy, which is a good point that we go on and on about HSAs and how wonderful they are. And they are, but if you are not eligible for an HSA, there mm. are, you can still be okay without it. Like you can be, oh, yes. uh, oh, all right. Like some of the money nerds out there kind of, uh, um, uh, one got very frustrated going, I feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to be not okay because I don't have one, but no, I've, you're, I have never right. put Good money point. in an HSA. Uh, I love them, but I have, I'm one of the few people in America with an excellent healthcare plan. I <laughs> yeah, feel kind of, what does your wife do? Joe? My wife spoiled. is also in healthcare. Yeah. She's a pediatrician. Oh, you're kidding. My, my no. wife's a nurse practitioner, but I bet she could beat yeah. up your wife. <laughs> Is that the first that's time the, anyone's ever said that oh to you on a podcast? Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's the... That's the our, why do uh, I have you two on together again? Somebody remind me. Why, why do know, I do this? I like, I like saying weird things about my wife because she never listens to my podcast. Her mother does, but she doesn't. So I can just say anything I want. Isn't that funny? Cheryl never says, never listens to anything that I do. I was on TV <laughs> in Detroit, Stacy, for nine years as the money man twice a I week. I noticed that. WXYZ, and three right? t- yeah, and three times. Three times in nine years she saw me. Three times. Yeah, my, my wife loves taking pictures and looking at herself, but when I'm on TV, she doesn't look at me either. I mean, what the hell? Anyway, enough bitching about our wives. This is not helping people catch up with their retirement no, it is not. <laughs> okay, so what else can we do? Joe, you're you're the hero here. What, what else you got on your list? Well, I got to say that, you know, for all the people out there that are hearing us talk also about these numbers, about the catch-up contributions, like, okay, I'm nowhere near that, Right. Because we got this right. disconnect we talked about earlier, people barely saving. And then on the high end, we got these Uber achievers that are doing a lot. But if you're one of those people in the middle, I think an easy way to turbocharge your retirement is just look up a little bit more closely at your asset allocation. Like look more mm. closely about how you're positioned. And I'll give you an example. The biggest question I'm getting right now, and I'm sure you guys are too, is should I slow down or take less risk with my investments? Well, hell no. If you're somebody that needs this money more than 10 years from now, this recession has given you a gift. And and by yeah. the way, if you're somebody suffering right now, it clearly is not a gift. But if you're lucky enough to have employment, you're going to be able to continue through it. You can sp- shovel money in. I would get more aggressive now. I let's agree with you. L- let's make sure that and, and by the way, I see people in their 20s all the time that are using like a robo advisor that's really well developed. If you're in your 20s with your Roth IRA, don't use a robo advisor that's way diversified. Use stocks with a bias towards smaller companies and get the aggressive stuff going because oh, volatility is gonna be your friend. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, Miranda's always, you know. Oh, you put money in an S and P five hundred index fund. I I say let's let's roll some dice, small cap. <laughs> and small actually, cap. the truth is the truth is we should be doing both. Um, at, 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 we're going to take a really quick break here, but after we get back, I'm going to tell you specifically how you can get free money for your retirement. We'll be right back. Okay, you know I said I was going to tell you how to get free money for your retirement. I just said that to keep people here through the break. No, I no, think- I actually didn't. 
No, actually, I think because I think well, I ahead, think what you were gonna t- I think what you're gonna tell people, Stacy, was sell the shirt you were wearing and just go black screen, right? And that's free money for your retirement. <laughs> well, you know, I, I feel so free being naked on this podcast. It's really it's really fun. Um, no, what I was gonna say was get matching money from your employer. If you can get matching money from your employer and you don't get it, then you're crazy. I mean, always put in enough to get the maximum uh, match from your employer if you possibly, obviously, can afford to do so. And and I read something, Miranda, which I wasn't familiar with, that uh, some employers even match HSA contributions. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah, some of them do. I actually had an employer who did that uh, when I was working for a startup the uh, two years that I had a WTO once. Uh, but yeah, uh, they some of them do that. And that's another great way to get some free money, extra free money, all the free yeah, money. There's very little free money available in the world. Uh, and so when you have the opportunity to grab some, grab it. Always. Uh, what, what else you guys got? Well, I was actually thinking it would be good because so many people don't have a plan and don't know how to get started. If we go ahead and ask Joe, since he's a former financial planner, step by step, how do you create this plan, right? We've talked about like, okay, well, here are some numbers, here are some catch-up contributions, here are some things you can do with your asset allocation, but how do you get started? How do you make that plan? How do you figure out how you're going to reach your goal, right? We, we all talk about like, oh yeah, we got to save for retirement. Well, how do we get that plan yeah. going how to reach the goal. So Joe, uh, take us through it. How do you, how do you help somebody make a plan? Well, they say that if you don't know where you're going, any map will get you there. Right. So if we begin with the end in mind, like Stephen Covey said, I think we're much more likely to make sure our money's in the right place. So I always like goal-based investing period, knowing the goals are going to change. It's not going to be right which means we're going to continually reevaluate the goals. But I would take out just a simple sheet of paper, landscape style, put yourself as like a stick figure on one side, the grave on the other with Stacy. Those are going to be very close together. Very close. Back, very getting close. them back for earlier. <laughs> See how I did that? Yes. Uh, the <laughs> I'm an elephant, Stacy. I don't forget. But we, but put those. I, I wasn't going to say it, Joe. But yeah, you are on your grave <laughs> when you, you when you die. Joe is going to come back and trample your your dead body like that elephant did to that woman. I'm not Pouring you guys salt right on now. all that grass. Yes, over top. <laughs> okay, no, so anyway, <laughs> yeah. But then take a, make a bunch of circles about all the things that you want and begin with those and ask yourself what do these things cost. And then work that back to your budget today. How much do I need to save to get those things? And let them fight it out. Because I think that this is not about money. The conversation we're really having is about what do I value? And Mm -hmm. do I value X more than Y? And so I think that by starting off with putting your goals out in order, the big things you want, finding out what they cost, in this case, retirement, what do I want for myself in retirement? Oh, it's the same standard of living. What do I want? And then seeing what that costs, I think that's where you begin. I think that's excellent advice. And, you know, one, the first thing on my list, by the way, if you want to put more money in, in, toward retirement, see where your money's going now. Examine your budget. Yep. Make a budget, you know. And, and like you said, Joe, if you have a goal, then you're going to, to, to reach that goal, you're going to take certain steps. And one of those is obviously putting money aside. And so in order to find out if you have more money that's hiding in your budget, have a budget. See where your money's going. Look at it. Well, see if you well, can allocate and, it elsewhere. Yeah. And to your point, Stacy, p- people hate budgeting. But what you're saying makes the budget easier because now you have a reason that you're budgeting. Like people hear the budget and they're like, oh, it's confining, it's restricting. No, this is going to help me get this stuff that I really want in my life. Yep. Then it yep. works. And without a goal, you're going to just wander around. You're absolutely yeah. right. 
I call it a spending plan because that makes me feel happy inside. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm doing something fun. But it's basically the same principle where I say, hey, these are the things that matter. These are the things I want to accomplish. And like Joe said, uh, ages ago, I did. I sat down and I said, okay, how? what do I want my retirement to look like or retirement, whatever that comes to for an online content creator. <laughs> but, um, but like... I said, okay, what do I want that to look like? What things do I want to accomplish? How do I want my life to look? And how much money am I going to need to do that? And then like Joe said, I said, okay, now how much do I need to set aside each month to make that happen later? And then I automatically, back to automation, automatically put that money aside every month into investment accounts to say, okay, these are the things. And so that's part of my spending plan is to start with those top priorities and say, I am making sure I am fueling my top priorities. And once I'm fueling those top priorities, the stuff that doesn't matter as much, if I have to cut that out, it doesn't hurt as much. And having those circles, like Joe said, makes you look at that and say, wait a second, okay, I don't need like another subscription to, you know, a beauty box or whatever. I don't need that, especially, you know, that money each month, especially if I'm looking at the beach, this picture of the beach that I've put out there for my retirement. So I'm like, do I want the beauty box now or the beach later? I want the beach later. And having something to look at, I think, really helps you – Feel that yeah, you've why. Got, you have an eye on your. You have to have an eye on your future self. You know, yeah. and one of the, one of the things that I that I have on my list too is um, if you get a windfall, you, you get a tax refund, you get an inheritance, blah blah blah, get a raise. Um, give half to yourself. Have, give half to your now self, and give half to your future self. Fabulous. And one, one thing we have trouble doing is imagining ourselves in the future. Um, I, I don't because I'm already in the future. I mean, I'm here now. I'm, I'm already old. So. <laughs> All I, all I have to do to remind myself of my future self is look in the damn mirror. Okay, there I am. <laughs> Every but study anyway, shows you know, what you're saying, Stacy, is true. That people, when they save for retirement, like in our brain, it feels like we're saving for a different person. So the more that you can make that future um, uh, uh, tangible by, by saying, mm-hmm. I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this, then you can envision yourself there and you're much more likely to save for it than doing something today that you can see. Yeah, because, you know, all these rules we're throwing out here, catch-up provisions, HSAs, blah, 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 none of it matters if you, don't, if you can't focus on a goal. Agreed. Because it just, it just sounds like blah, 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 you know? But if you focus on a goal, then you're going to start looking for ways. When, you know, I, I wrote a book uh, 20, 20 years ago, you guys were in middle school at the time, called uh, Life or Debt. And in that, and, and I talked about spending plan versus budget, you know, use a spending plan. But, you know, what? people hear the word budget, they think diet. Uh, and, but there is, but there's a huge difference because when it comes to diets, there you know, cottage cheese does not taste like steak. But when it comes to budgeting, you can go out to dinner and split an entree, have an appetizer at home, split an entree. You still went out to dinner, so you don't have to sacrifice your quality of life in order to find money in your budget to put towards your goals, including retirement. It's I always feel just, better. Be- I always feel better, Stacy, when Cheryl and I do that too. When we split an entree, it's never a mistake. It's never a mistake. Yeah, I agree with you. And we do, I do that with my wife too, because, you know, because the portions are big anyway. And you know what I've found too? If you, if you want to take, say you want alcohol at the restaurant, just wait till the table next to you goes to the bathroom and just take their drinks. I mean, there's, <laughs> there are lots of ways that you can, that you can stretch that budget. <laughs> for, for a lot of, for a lot of incomes though, these things seem insurmountable. I mean, but uh, if you, 
I, I helped a, a tenant one put in the prize. We had our, our very first tenants, and uh, they were a nice little family and they were low income. And I said, you know what? We, we got this trick we want to do to kind of in, incentivize you guys to keep our house nice is we're going to hold back 50 bucks a month. But then we're going to give it to you at the end of the year. So it's kind of like this Christmas thing. What a nice thing to know, do. Thing. And uh, so they ended up getting 600 bucks, you know, at the end of every year. And at the end of that, they were always like, man, this is so cool. We love that you do this for us, you know, because, you know, we kind of blow money and everything. And, then, and, and in the end, when they finally moved out, like, you know what? We learned so much from that, you know, and we started saving a lot more. And then they ended up buying a house. That so is really cool, cool Aaron. That that's a great story. That. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also want to show people, um, if you go to episode 146, we interviewed Andy Hill and mm -hmm. uh, he sacrificed a little bit harder than most. I mean, he sacrificed a lot to pay off a house in five years. Um, so that's a pretty good episode that shows you how, you know, if you buckle down and do things, you can, you can make things happen, whether, you know, that well, are yeah, and, ticket and items. By the way, Aaron, that's, that's excellent stuff. And one of the points on my list was amp up your earnings, you know, make more money. Because you know, you were just saying some people can't put money aside because they don't have enough money. They have more month right. than money, you know. So w sometimes you might have to increase your income. Uh, you do an outside gig. Ask for a raise unless, and I want to be really clear, unless you work for Money Talks News. Do not ask for a raise then. But all you other people oh, out no, there. Oh, man. I'm, I'm, thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking that maybe it's time for a raise. <laughs> you work for Stacking hey, Benjamins? Demand a raise. Look at the time. <laughs> 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 so what else do you guys have we, and speaking of time we don't have a whole bunch left what what other ideas do you guys have so, to help people turbocharge their retirement savings well i think like aaron said sometimes we get so caught up in these big things and like i have never ever maxed out like a 401k year contribution uh i realized i didn't need to if you start early enough saving a smaller amount then you don't actually need to max that out. And some people can't max it out yet, or they can't work up to it. So being able to build in these milestones where you say, okay, I'm going to start. The important thing is to start and be consistent. So I'm going to start. I'm going to be consistent. When I see that I can free up a little bit more money, I will add that to my automatic investment and consistently grow that each year. Uh, and I started out way, well, it was a long time ago, but I started out 50 bucks a month is what I started out with my first Roth IRA. I started out with 50 bucks a month. And if I just stuck with 50 bucks a month from there, I would not be enough to retire on. But what I did was after watching that, after making sure I reinvested dividends, that's another thing you can do is make sure that when you get those dividends from your uh, investments, you're reinvesting them. A dividend is a little payout that you get just for having a uh, share of some stocks or some funds. And we just reinvest those dividends. And then every year, I said, I'm going to increase what I'm putting in there uh, each month by 10%. And pretty soon I was increasing it by even more. Uh, as my income grew, as I rejiggered my values and said, wait a second, what am I giving up? Uh, slash, you know, what am I giving up in the future for whatever it is I'm buying today? And does it really matter to me today? And once I started doing that, it's kind of a slow, gradual process. But you can start, like I said, my son is starting, started with, you know, 10 bucks a week, and now he's up to 15 bucks a week. And he's slowly building that and slowly seeing how he can do that. And the sooner you can start, the better off you're going to be. Excellent advice. And you know, another thing I have on my list, too, um, when you pay off debts, keep making payments, just make them to your retirement account. Instead. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Even just with people have a car payment. If you get your car paid off, 
keep making that car payment into a uh, fund that is your car payment fund for the next vehicle and then switch that around where you finally get to the point that you're paying cash for your cars. There you go. I've, I've never financed the car, but I've never bought a new car either. Actually, that's we're not gonna, true. I bought, I bought a new we, car for We my have wife. disagreements about this, but we'll move on. Can we disagree about, about just about everything, Miranda, <laughs> except for that I'm super talented and look like Brad Pitt. On that, we agree. Well, wait a minute. You said your wife could beat up my wife. Could your wife beat up Miranda? Would you, my, would no, you guys I, I couldn't beat up Miranda. Back and forth there? Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, she scares, my gosh. She scares the hell out of me. I think uh, listeners uh, want to see that way more. You two fight cage match than you know what? Than, I think that is absolutely true. I would just <laughs> knee Stacy in the junk and move on with my day. That's that's how I would handle that. Yeah, some, Which, we're really digressing a lot on this. This podcast. is what I, I like. I said, why did I ask Joe to come on? Not sure, but here we are. That, I think that, I've I'm listened to this show right now. I've listened to the show many times and I think Miranda verbally knees you in the junk a lot, Stacy. She really does. She really does. And I get no sympathy whatsoever. In fact, Joe, we have had somebody write in and say, uh, I'm glad Miranda put you in your place. <laughs> like, I already have one wife. I don't need another one. Okay, so uh, another idea I have, because we are going to run out of time, I'd like to give somebody some kind of specific advice. Um, having an emergency fund is really important, too. Why? Yeah. Because God forbid you should have to tap your retirement account before you, before you reach 59 and a half. So, you know, make sure that you've got plenty of money set aside uh, so that some, if emergency does arise, you're not going to have to rate those accounts. Right? Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. And mine, while we're talking about values and another one that was on my list, guys, was uh, don't forget the little things. While, uh, you know, changing out the latte is not going to make the huge world of difference. If you don't value it, and you add that to your automated mm. savings. I'll tell you what my cousin does instead of getting all of the different channels, you know, we all cut the cord and now we have all these different channels, Disney plus <laughs> Apple TV. We got them all. He now once every four months texts me and everybody else he knows and says, what are you guys watching on Netflix? And he gets the whole list and that's the only one he signs up for. And he binges all those like the top shows there. Then he does the next one. Well, that saves him maybe let's say $50 a month doesn't seem like mm -hmm. much money. And for a lot of people like, yeah, I'm out, but listen to this at the end of a year, that's $600 a year still doesn't sound like a lot, but for him, he really likes to travel. And so that ends up being $6,000 every 10 years, which is two more trips every 10 years. If he takes a, I mean, $3,000 trip is a hell of a nice trip. And he's going to do two more every 10 years, which is materially different in his life. So don't forget the yeah. small things. If you don't value it, cut it and automate it and add that. You know, Joe, when the, my or get first, a library card and go even further. Yeah. There yeah. You go. Well, there's, there's yeah. a million ways to save money. And, and you know, one of my, my last thing, as a matter of fact, is be financially literate. Um, listen to podcasts like this. Read things, and you're going to get ideas. I mean, Money Talks News, we have 12,000 articles, many of which are about how to save on this, that, or the other uh, without sacrificing your quality of life. So be literate, and you will find extra money in, in your budget. Uh, and that, that's probably the most important thing you can do. You won't, you know, you've got to learn how to invest uh, so you're not afraid when you put money in, you know, in your 401k and, and do a stock market fund. So you've got to understand what you're doing. And it's not that hard, obviously, because look at the four people here. We know how to do it, so you can too. I mean, I, I guess we know how to do it. Mic drop. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, and speaking of which, it is time to drop a mic. Anybody have anything compelling that they need to add to this excellent podcast? Nothing? 
I, I can always find something else to say. You guys can't? Okay, that's fine. Oh, I can. Stacy. Stacy, Stacy, you're looking better than I've ever seen you today. <laughs> there you go. That's how we'll close it out. Oh, my gosh. Roll credits. Roll credits. <laughs> okay, guys. We are out of time, but we are never out of topic. Dig a little deeper. You're going to find links to lots more info in our show notes. And remember, if your goal is to make more, to spend less, to retire rich, your online home is moneytalksnews.com. And don't forget to check out Miranda's online home as well. That is Miranda Marquit, M-A-R-Q-U-I-T.com. And of course, you want to see Joe at his website, stackingbenjamins.com. And don't forget to check out his, his podcast as well, because it's hilarious and it's very, very well done. If you've got a question, comment, or topic that you'd like to suggest, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at hello at moneytalksnews.com. That's hello at moneytalksnews.com. And one final thing, if you like what we do, do something for us. Subscribe to this podcast. Takes you two seconds, really helps us. So if you like us, show us and subscribe. And tell your friends too. I'm Stacy Johnson. I'm Miranda Marquette. I'm Aaron Freeman. I'm Joe Salci. Hi. Yeah, sorry, Joe. I meant to tell you that at the beginning to say your name at the end. Okay. Thanks for hanging out with us, everybody. We're going to see you right here next time. 